0: Welcome to another impactful message from Cornerstone Church, where we truly believe there is one hope for every heart, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to check out more resources or view video of this sermon, visit us online at cornerstonerome.com. So uh, today I want to share with you a little bit about the book of Judges. um, And I'm going to share with you a little bit from... Uh, if you're reading your Bible, I'm just say this before I get into this today. If you're reading and, and you say, man, I, I'm not caught up. I feel like I'm behind. I feel like, man, you guys are like in judges. I feel like, man, I, I just got to the table of contents or whatever. Listen, man, it's okay. Just can I just, just put your mind at ease right now? Just relax a little bit, okay? Relax. I have not been able to read since I got sick. Like, literally, I, I can't read very long. It hurts my eyes. And I don't know why, but whatever. So, I'm, I've, I hate this, this, like, audio. I'm not an audio Bible person, okay? But, however, let me just tell you a little secret if you don't know about audio Bibles. They are awesome. I've never listened to an audio Bible before. But in my car, I found this out to be true. You don't, if you feel like, man, I just, I'm not a good reader. I don't know how to do whatever. You can plug this thing in your car. Transit time alone, in one week, you'll kick out a book of the Bible. Guaranteed. Drive to work, drive home. It. I usually listen to podcasts, leadership stuff. Man, I've, it's just as good as a podcast. I thought, man, they're just taking stuff out of the Bible and just coming up with new ways of saying it, but it's the same old thing. So if you want to just kind of do that, then try it. It's, it. I've really found it to be very helpful, and uh, I'm not a Bible audio fan, uh, but what i found is because I'm trying, i 'm trying i get too into the the text and I start f- picking out things as a pastor, audio Bibles help me because I can just listen to it and i can 't study it. I just listen to it being and it 's just kind of nice you know there 's some on there that 's all free on u version um but there 's some on there with music behind it man it 's kind of cool like you know someone 's got some dramatic effect and judges dun 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 i mean it 's like wow man that 's it just makes it, like, even more, you know, kind of cool. So it, it, if that helps you, check that out, okay? And it don't feel like, man, I'm behind. I didn't get Genesis or Exodus. I don't even know what a Torah is. And why did y'all, what is a judge now? Just chill. Chill out. Like, you know, you got more important things to figure out. Like, you should have got your wife something for Valentine's Day. Like, you need to go run out the door after church and figure that out. Like, right now, okay, just chill out. Pick up in Judges this week, and you'll be good, okay? It, I promise you'll be good. So here we are in judges, and um, the book of judges is very interesting, um, and uh, can I get you guys give me a little more in the wedges up here, please? <clears throat> just just a little bit, thank you, man um, so in judges it 's an interesting transition, thank you guys um, from you have Genesis, Exodus, all these different books of the Bible that Moses wrote, the Torah all about god 's principles the, what he wanted them to know, what he wanted them to grow and learn about, and then you have Joshua who. Moses did not get to take him into the promised land, but Joshua did. And now they're taking ground and taking land, right? And it's very much Joshua's a little different than Moses. But now you're getting into judges. And because Israel had no king, God raised up judges to help them to decree things and to make um, oversight for them. The interesting thing about judges is they already had what God's instructions were. And at this point in time, they've inherited or taken land, really, from some very evil people. And again, I say this because I know we have different audiences watching at home or wherever you're watching it right now. I want to make sure I'm very clear about this because today in our culture, there's this kind of like, it's very secular and it's very, um, uh, everybody's got an issue now, you know, kind of thing. So I, I get a little tired of hearing people talk about how, well, Israel, you know, they ran in and took these poor people's land. Let me just tell you something. These were ungodly people. They... They sent their children through the fire to the god of Molech. They were in the most ungodly things you could imagine that went on in Canaan. Do not feel sorry for them. Many of them, as you'll read later as you go through, but meant Rahab the prophet. But not the prophet, the prostitute. She, she, she might have changed fields later on, you know what I'm saying? But at this point, not so much. So she was spared. She converted and her whole family, remember that? Many people turned to God. Not all were destroyed, but those who did evil and would not repent, there was no mercy for that. And it wasn't like they had a week or two. No, they had generations of this. So I'm telling you that, don't feel sorry for this. You know, there's other countries that I go to, I have friends in other countries, and there are things that go on over there that are awful. We have some similar things over here, but there are things that go on that are awful. You just don't let people get away with things that are evil and wrong. Murderers don't go free, you understand? People that hurt your family and abuse, they, they just, you just don't get off and say, well, I love Jesus. I don't care how many times you go before the judge. Oh, I found Jesus. Everybody finds Jesus when they get before the judge. That's the truth, you know? I mean, I've been in there a couple of times with everybody. Everybody comes to Jesus, but it's funny. Next week, I'll be in church. I'll be in church. I'll be, they don't come to church. They don't. I'm just being honest with you. Maybe one out of ten, maybe. But most don't. It's just a, anyway. I don't know why I get off on all this, man. I got focus and focus on focus. Okay. So, anyway, I really don't know why I just said all that. Somebody need to hear it, maybe. God help me. I'm on the clock, too. Good Lord. Have mercy. So, <clears throat> Judges, though, steps into, after all of that, into a place where the judges are set up to help Israel kind of navigate what God's already told them. Now, when I was growing up, I don't know how you are. I teach my kids some of this stuff. I tell them some stories. But when I was growing up, I lived with my grandparents and, and uh, bounced back and forth with my uncle's son. But, like, this was the thing my grandfather said to me numerous times. Now, if you've heard this, raise your hand like you feel the anointing this morning, but so in my grandfather's house, I felt like when I got about 15 or so, maybe 16, is you know, I'm, I'm a man, you know, that's how guys feel, I'm a man, I'm, I'm gonna do my thing, I'm gonna do me, you know, kind of thing, I'm gonna, I got myself going, and you know, you think like, well, I can just do what I want to do, you're supposed to be home at 9, you come home at nine thirty. where are you at, give me the car keys, well, that's my car keys, I don't care well, whose car keys are, give me the car keys, you know, it's all that whole you start battling for ground. Who's in charge? Who's not in charge? I'm I'm young guns. I got, you know, I'm muscled up and whatever else, best I could be. You just feel, you know, you just kind of. And so my grandfather, I remember him saying, you don't like my rules? Listen, I got a seat for you right up somewhere over here. I'm, you're my amen corner right here. I don't know who you are, but thank you. Listen, <laughs> he said, you don't like my rules? No, I don't like these rules. He said, my house? my rules. You don't like my rules, you don't have to live in my... You heard it too. Man, listen, I fought that for a while, but realized my little part-time gig at Bojangles wasn't going to afford me anything. You know, I thought of was cool because I had a little money in my pocket until I realized how much rent cost and all this stuff. I felt like the Cosby show that time when Bill Cosby went to Theo, and I know y'all, I know, get, I get, I get, whatever. I to me, that's that's Dr. Huxtable. That's all I remember, okay? But he's in there talking to Theo, and Theo's like, but Dad, but Dad, but Dad, whatever. He's taking all his money in the Monopoly game. He says, son, Dad, He said, yeah, Dad, look, I got $100. He said, you haven't eaten yet, son. I mean, he's just going after him, you know, the whole time because when you're young, you don't think about all this stuff. Maybe you guys do. I'm sure y'all are great. But when I was young, I didn't. I thought. So my grandfather says, you don't like it? There's the door. Man, that's tough to hear. But it was the right thing to hear. In Israel, this is basically what God said to them. You don't like my rules. You don't have to live in my house. In Judges, this is what it got to. In Judges 17, I'll read this. You'll see this thing throughout Judges. Judges 17, 6. It says, in those days, Israel had no king. And everyone did what was right in their own eyes. You tell me. I don't know. Maybe in your neighborhood it's different. Maybe i see seen things different. You just tell me this morning, does that not sound familiar to you? Is it not true that today, like in our culture, it's just whatever is right in your own eyes? You just pick whatever you want, and that's right. And you can't even argue with anybody. Because how dare you infringe upon what I think is right? Who do you think you are? It's permeated the culture And I could get it from the culture that doesn't follow God. But when it creeps into Christianity, that's when there's a problem. Because in Christianity, we have a set of rules, whether we like them or not, that God gave us to follow. But it's more and more common for people to say, well, I disagree with that because I don't think that's what he was saying. And the text is just as clear as can be love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, but they hurt me. I don't care. Jesus said, love your enemies and those who persecute despitely use you. Yeah, but you don't have that. I understand. Listen, everybody's gotten hurt before. I get it. It makes you mad. You want to punch them in the face, you know, key their car. I don't know what you want to do, but you can't do that as a believer. You got to step back and say, you know, I don't have to go have coffee with them. I don't have to invite them over to the house. I don't have to, you know, sit, follow them on Instagram. I can bloop, delete a friend, whatever I need to do. But I do have to love them. And there's the difference between love and hanging out with them. But you get what I'm saying. But Judges is simply a book of this. It's, it's, it's God appointed these people to, to deliver and to judge. And Judges, let me just say this before I go further, are supposed to hold up the law or give justice impartially. They're not supposed to be one-sided. You read in Leviticus this, that judges are supposed to look at this, and when you rule a case or when you rule things, you're supposed to look and say, poor or rich, doesn't matter. You don't give a pass because somebody's poor, you feel sorry for them. If they did it, it's supposed to be dealt with. You don't give them a pass because they're famous and popular, because they got a million people on their little followers on the thing or on a movie or whatever they do. You don't get a pass because, you know, you ran over four stop signs, hit three curbs, ran through a... You know, whatever, but because you're a movie star, you get five days community service picking up trash. No, that ain't the way. You're supposed to put it down the way it is. Because if that had been me, Pastor Jody would been in a jail somewhere. You, you right? Okay. You're supposed to be fair. But in our culture, it's not that way. In their culture, it became the same thing. Some of these judges were good, and some of them were not so good. I'll talk about a few this morning. Ultimately, Joshua told him this before he left, and then we'll get into this. But Joshua in 24 and verse 19, he said to them, Who will you serve? Before he leaves, he's checking out. He's going to be with the Lord. Who are you going to serve? Will it be the gods of your ancestors? Or is it going to be the gods of the Canaanites? Which one are you going to pick? He didn't even say the Lord. What does that tell you? Well, listen to what Joshua says in Joshua 24, 19. He said, Joshua warned the people, you're not able to serve the Lord. What? What? He said, you're not able to serve the Lord, for he is a holy and jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and sins. If you abandon the Lord and serve other gods, he'll turn against you and destroy you, even though he has been so good to you. But the people answered Joshua, no, we will serve the Lord. All they did was say the same thing that Joshua did. He said, you serve this God or that God who, but as for me in my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. And they said, we will too. But if you read as you go further, you'll find this out, that they had idols They had all kinds of things. And he had to tell them, go take your idols and throw them out. That's where they were even at this point. So when they went into this area, into Canaan, you see this completely over and over and over again. There was rebellion. There was captivity. There was repentance. And then there was deliverance. It is a vicious cycle that starts in Judges and repeats throughout the whole Bible. There is rebellion, there is captivity, there is repentance, and then there is deliverance. Now, let's don't just pick on Israel, but we all know that's the way it works, is it not? Everything's going good for you, God's blessed you, you're doing great, whatever, we rebel, we get in a mess, oh God, please help me. If you just help me get out of this situation, I promise, whatever, you know, and then God delivers. We're doing pretty good for a while. Everything's just fine and rosy. We rebel. It's just the same cycle. And Israel did this constantly. In those days, there was no king. And everyone did what was right in their own eyes. So I want to share a couple of things. And these are they're very brief. But I just, there's so much in Judges, there's no way to break this down without it taking hours. I'm just going to share some brief things with you this morning. And I want you to think about us and our culture today. First of all, they had too much comfort. Now, I don't know how comfortable you are in your life, but I will tell you I have been to some other places on this planet, and I can just testify to you this morning. I don't care what socioeconomic status you are in. I promise you, you eat and feast like kings and queens. There are places on this planet that they would, they beg for, they beg for simple medication that you run down to CVS and pick up for two dollars. Think nothing about it. They beg for it. We can't get enough of it over into Sudan. Can't get enough over to other regions. It, they just don't have it. So we—they had too much comfort. And let me just say this about comfort: we don't do anyone any good when, because of their comfort, we just let them get by with things. So let me give you a couple. This guy named Samson. Don't, I'm not going to take a long time on this. just going to give you a couple of thoughts, especially as parents. And if your kid's in here, take. don't worry. I'm not picking, okay? I just, I've just, i been there. You know, as parents, we need to say it sometimes to our kids, right? We've been there. We know what it's like. Been there, done that. Got the T-shirt, trying to help you keep from, you know, getting the same T-shirt. I want you to get something better, right? So I'm not picking. I'm just giving you illustration. But Samson, one of the most well-known judges in all of Israel, Samson, though, had it too good. Samson was a spoiled little brat. He was. Mom and Daddy could never tell him no. It started out with this girl. It, 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 apparently, something about him and the Philistine ladies. Samson just saw the first one and was like, you know, hey girl, this must be Valentine's Day. He was wearing red. Everything. You know, he was just he couldn't keep his eyes off of him. And and when he wanted this woman to be his wife, they said, is it not possible? Can you just pick another girl? Like, why do you have to pick her? She's she's over in this area, and they're the like, you know, bad guys. They got these pagan gods. They're gonna lead you astray. And, and Samson, though, this is what he says in Judges 14, 2. It says this. He was out and he saw him. This verse 2. When he returned home, he told his daddy and his mama, a young Philistine woman in Timnah caught my eye. And I want to marry her. Get her for me. What? Who even says that? His father and his mother objected. Now, hey, listen right here. What did mom and dad say? No. But I want it, and God forbid they do it in the, in the grocery store. Now I don't know what kind of parenting skills you do, but I've been across two or three down the aisle. When mine were little, I mean they tried a couple of little things like that too, and we figured out real quick, oh, no, 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 you ain't, no, we're not doing this. But I've watched, I've been there, I've watched parents, and I know what it's like to go through one parenting, one just, you no, know, little kids going bananas. I want that, that, that. And they're just, okay, okay, okay. And I've watched some mamas. Now, I'm not whatever, but I've watched a few where mama bear comes out. Child, I will kill you if you say one more thing in front of this store. And then some don't even give a word. It's just like, shoo, pow, the pasta has become a paddle. It's like pasta is going everywhere. But, but all of a sudden, the child is like, everything just chills. Everybody in the grocery store is chilling like, I'm... I'm like, I'm going to the next aisle. She might hit me with a pasta. I don't know. But it's funny how it changes. They didn't do it for Samson. They got him this girl. And the Bible says this, even though they objected, isn't there a woman in our tribe? No. Why must you go to the pagan Philistines to find a wife? But Samson told his daddy, get her for me, because she looks good to me. That's what he said. And they did. Now, I know that you see in verse 4, this was God was working through this. But just because your Bible said God's working through it doesn't mean it was his intent and plan. How many know God works through some crazy weird stuff when we get in It doesn't mean it was his ideal thing. He, he, he can work through, but it'd be better if we followed him at the forefront, right? You understand? Just because it says God did this with Samson, don't misunderstand. Samson was not the best guy in town. He did all kind of wicked stuff and evil things and rebelled against God. And it brought the house down on him, literally. And yeah, he killed a bunch of Philistines, and yes, and all that's great. But in the end, you know what he said? He did it, and he destroyed the Philistines. He wanted to because they gouged his eyes out. It was still about him, even in his death. Yes, he did repent, yes, but it would have been better had he just served the Lord. I mean, he wasn't necessarily like the role model kind of guy. He's like a Tony Stark type personality from, like, you know, the Avengers Got all this stuff, sees all these gals, whatever kind of thing. It's like mix and match. You don't know what he is. 15 Avenger movies backwards. It's like a roller coaster ride. Yeah, in the end, he snaps his fingers and everything's great. He's a hero. But all throughout, it's just weird stuff, man. Like, do I, Are you a hero or a zero? What are you? That's Samson. But God called him to be a judge. But he had too much comfort. Ask you a question this morning. It's possible that we have too much comfort. And if we have too much comfort, it leads to this no correction. God does not allow the guilty to go unpunished. Disregard what you see in our country and the way our judicial system works. I know many of us think, well, it's not fair. You know, this happened. And it's right. It's not fair. I've seen it firsthand. It's not fair things that happen. But God does not let the guilty go unpunished. That's why he says vengeance is mine, said the Lord. You cannot steal from people, do people wrong, and take advantage from people over and over and over and over and over again and expect to get away with it. God will not let it happen. I'm, I'm speaking to believers right now. If you watching at home right now, watching live wherever you're at, the Lord, as a believer, we are called to be righteous people, to be holy people. We are not to take advantage of people. If people take advantage of us, matter of fact, I'm supposed to give you my, the sweater, the shirt off my back, whatever. Now, I may not do business with you again. (laughs) You take advantage of me. But in the meantime, I'm not supposed to go after you. As a believer to a believer, I'm supposed to let it go. Now, that's hard to do. I'm not saying it's easy. But that's how we're supposed to do. But if you go on with comfort and no correction, and I'm not referring to mistakes. We all make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. But I'm going to go back to my kids, any kids for that matter. There's instruction, there's correction, and then there's discipline. Discipline. If there's never been any instruction, you cannot correct what you have not instructed in. That's why God gave us the word. And these people had plenty of instruction. I mean, they have plenty of writings from Moses, plenty of word. They were instructed, but they did not do what God said. So they had correction. And eventually, because they rebelled further, they went into discipline. This happened over and over so many times. Seven different occasions in Judges. 20 Judges to try to help them deliver, 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 and some were not so good over a 350-year period of time. And they weren't all like back-to-back. I think some of them happened at different times. But 20 different judges because of why? Rebellion, deliverance, rebellion, deliverance. And I'm just telling you right now, as Christians, I see that all the time. It's like just this weird, Christianity just not supposed to be this way. You all go through life, we all have issues, but it's supposed to be static and stable. You go through pain, you go through trials, you go through issues. But my walk with God isn't supposed to be like this. We've had some rough seasons, huh? I'm not going to lie to you. My wife and I say, we've had some very difficult seasons. Some things that have not been fair. However, with God, it's supposed to be like this. No matter what comes at me. Not, oh, he loves me. Oh, he doesn't love me. It's like a Valentine's, you know, card. Oh, he loves me. No, he loves me not. That's the way people think with God sometimes. It's not true. But without correction, people go on and they get in further and further into rebellion. Now, that's Valentine's Day, but I'm going to share this with you and wrap up here in just a minute. So, there's a great judge in the Bible named Deborah. Now, I don't know how you feel about things, but ladies, listen. I swear I would love it if I would love to see some more mamas in charge of stuff fix some stuff because I'm tired of watching these yahoos men saying all this crazy weird stuff you put a mama in charge of something she'll fix it you know what I'm talking she'll fix it that's the truth because she can fix all kinds of stuff but Deborah was like she was set up by God this lady was the real deal she wasn't like Samson she was a real deal and she had this guy who was under her, a general that's supposed to go out and fight. His name is Barack, not Obama, but Barack. He's out there, a general, and he's supposed to attack. And she said, this is what the Lord says. You go and do this. And he's like, uh, I can't go unless you go with me. She said, that's fine. You want me to go with you, you sissy? That's, she didn't say that. She didn't say that, but she thought it. Because the next thing she said is, watch this. She said, that's fine. She said, but a woman will be the hero in this story, not you. I love it. Because I got three girls I think it's great. So in Judges 4.21, listen to what he says. This guy who was the, was the general, his name is Caesarea, he was, he was running. He was getting defeated by Barak's team. And he was running away, trying to hide. He goes to this place, this family that he thought was friends with his king's friends. And this is what happened. So <clears throat> when Caesarea fell asleep from exhaustion, Jael, this is the wife of the guy that was friends with his king, quietly crept up to him with a hammer and a tent peg in her hand. She drove the tent peg through his temple into the ground and he died. Like, wow. This guy was evil. This lady saw and it's like, she was the hero in the story. It sounds kind of graphic, just a word of advice to you if you're a single man. You ever date a girl named JL? You better treat that lady well. I'm just saying. But no matter how great they were at Deborah, Gideon, Othniel, all of them. In the end, as soon as one of them died, they left their. They left their. I guess their covering. I don't know. But in Judges eight thirty three it says, as soon as Gideon died, the Israelites prostituted themselves again by worshiping the images of Baal, making Baal bereath their god. Listen to me. We're not supposed to put our trust in leaders. I swear we have got to get this straight. I'm talking to Christians right now and not people, I'm telling you right now, we have got to get our eyes off of humans. They can do things, they can govern things, they can lead churches, they can do this, whatever, but we have got to get them out of the position of God. They are not God. And put our trust in the Lord. A couple of thoughts here and I'll be done, okay? This is what Henrietta Mears says, Dr. Mears says, no one can do real service for his or her country who does not fear God, And love righteousness more than country. Think about that. Let that sink in. No one can do real service for his or her country who does not fear God and love righteousness more than country. Seek the Lord first, Jesus said. And his kingdom And all of these other things will be added unto you. Now I'm wrapping up and I'm going to go through this, guys, here. I'm going to put up a couple of thoughts and then I'm just moving right through here. I I hope that Christianity, and I'm speaking to Christians right now. You're watching the line. I'm speaking to Christians. If you're not a believer, I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. But I pray that two things. First of all, that we understand what that means. That the Lord is first and not our country want you really listen my grandfather served military my great grandfather I got family military I got friends in military right now and I God bless those who serve our country and will give their lives for this nation I'm not talking about not having patriotism I'm not talking about that what I'm saying is when country is here and the God is here do you see the problem there's anything that we need to we need to flip that over and say god is first my country will be better because my god is first if i serve my god holy and righteously and do what he tells me it's going to be better for my country where did we even get our national con- our constitution and our nations everything is comes straight out of the bible but when we fight more for those things than we do for this that's where there is issue last thing I want to say with you this morning is this. It's just this whole idea of confusion. And I'm going to pray for everybody here. But in Judges, you can go back and read Judges 17, 18, 19, 21. Let me just tell you this briefly. In Judges 17 and 18, they had confusion about their religious life. They did not know where they stood with their religious life. They had confusion in Judges 19 about their moral life. In Judges 21, they had confusion about their political life. Listen, they had it backwards, just like we do today. They fought more for their political life. They fought then also for the morality in their nation. And then their religion was just kind of like over here. I'm telling you, we got to start with our religion first, and our religion will change our morality. Our morality will affect our politics. But if we build our nation on political power, we will fall. Mark my words. I'm not being prophetic. I'm being, maybe I am. I don't know. I'm just telling you right now, we need to, as as Christians, and I'm speaking to Christians right now, I'm talking to us, the people of God. We better wake up and realize that it is the Lord our God not the political establishment that is going to change this nation. We better stop fighting over things that don't matter and turn our eyes to Jesus and beg and have mercy on us. But it starts with us. So today, the sad thing about Judges is this. It ends, the very last chapter ends with where I started with today. They had no king. They did whatever was right in their own eyes. And I'm saying to us this morning... is this get our eyes on the lord for some of you in here i didn't get into this right here but for some of you in here you need to get your eyes on jesus if some of you here you've made vows to things you need to break you've told god you know we've all done it if you'll get me out of this mess then i will do it that you, you need to change some of that stuff break off all vows Stop with all the promises to God that I will, if you will. No, 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 no. James said let you yes be you know, but you know, just serve the Lord. Stop letting people put you in boxes. Stop letting things uh, uh, overrun your life. No, God first. Everything else goes second. And this morning, you're watching at home right now. Listen, pray for each one of us right now. But my prayer today is this, that you'll hear my heart. We better start with our religion our religion. Better start with our faith. That will change our morals. Our morals will affect our government. But it cannot go the other way. If you start with government, try to fix morals, they can't legislate enough. Because why? Because we're human. We're evil. We'll come up with new ways of doing crazy weird stuff. You can pass 400 laws on why you shouldn't do this. And I swear, we'll figure another way. We'll get around that. We're real creative people. We know how to sin. We're great at it. Start with God first. He'll change hearts. Hearts change a nation. So this morning, I want you to close your eyes and bow your heads for me. You're home right there as well. Just take a moment there. Let me pray for you. <clears throat> Lord, uh, this morning, God, I just, I come to you today. And God, I've <clears throat> I'm sharing what I believe that you put in my heart here in Judges. God, we we as a nation, Lord, we've seen and heard so much God, uh, just in the last month. Lord, just so much. So many different opinions, so many ideas. Everybody's doing what they think is right in their own. eyes. We all have opinions, God. We all have ideas. But God, Lord, we are asking you today, would you please, Lord, have mercy on us as we turn to you. And Lord, what we are asking you is for you to instruct us in your word. Just instruct us in your way, God, that we would turn to you, repent from our wickedness, turn away from sin, turn away from the unrighteous things, but serve you first, God. Lord, that we would turn and give our lives to you completely and let that change everything else around us, Lord. May you start with us, God. Your word says judgment begins in the house of God, and that's not a, that's not a, uh, a, 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 a negative thing, it's a positive thing that we evaluate right now. So I'm praying for everybody in this room, everybody watching online right now, Lord, that you would help us all start with our hearts. Start within us and say, Lord, if there be any unclean thing, if there be any wickedness, if there be anything in my life that is not pleasing to you, Lord, may you remove it. May you help me repent from it. May you show it to me. God, I don't want to be in that thing. And I pray for everybody in this room that we would all be bold enough to admit and pray and say those things to God. And everybody watching online, if you're watching, that you'd be bold enough to pray and ask God those questions. If you're in this room right now, you don't know Jesus, you're watching online, <clears throat> I'm just gonna pray for you right now. You say, man, I don't know Christ and I need to accept Jesus as my savior. I'm gonna pray this prayer for you. Everybody in this room is gonna pray and If you're watching online as well, just pray this prayer with us right now. Just say, dear Jesus, I give you my heart and I give you my life. I ask you to take control and to be my Savior. In Jesus' name, I make you Lord. Amen and amen. Man, if you prayed that prayer, we're so proud of you right now. Right, church? Give me a hand right now. Those of you watching online, so proud of you as well, man. You can find out more. About how to follow us and about how to uh, get started walking with God. A simple little website there connect.cornerstonerum.com. It's on your screen. For those of you who here, hear the same thing, if you need a Bible, you need some help walking with God, there are numerous hope sites, which are just some new things we started and some small groups. There's all kinds of places people meet all the time, different locations. All that's on our website. I want to encourage you to build relationships right now during this time. Strengthen your faith with other believers right now. It's very important. I think that you do that. And so just want to encourage you that. Before we go, let me read this, service, speak this over your life before we leave here. This is out of Numbers. We always like to pray this over you before we leave here. In Numbers chapter 6, <clears throat> and verse 24, it says this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Man, God bless you so much. We love you guys. We'll see you <clears throat> next week.